All right, welcome to Talking Classic Talks. Uh, Todd Bruce, uh, he's on my left. I don't know what he is on the recording. I'm Kevin Beamer. I'm grateful to be here talking classic talks with my good buddy, Todd Bruce. We do this on a fantastic website called spiritualcrusade.com. So it's got some really cool spiritual insights there. Todd and I actually also do a couple different things there as well. But there are way more uh, spiritual giants than us that post things on that website. So if you're looking for something to buoy your spirits, you can check that out. Um, also, I think, Todd, you were saying they've got some new merchandise at that website. Oh, yeah. If you're into having stuff on your shirts. Yeah, Craig uh, kind of runs Spiritual Crusade for us. And he... Uh... He's put this all together. This is his vision and his dream, just as a as a place where we can get together, uh, share our testimony of Jesus Christ, and and reach as many people as possible. And uh, and and he's he, there's a spiritual crusade T-shirt, there's a Let God Prevail T-shirt, and a couple of different items you can get. Uh, and they're all at cost basically, so he's not making any money off it. Uh, gotcha. But if you want to check it out, if not, um, that's great too. But it's, it's an opportunity out, uh, out there. He's done uh, put some work into it, and they look really good. Yeah, it's, it's kind of actually cool how Craig came up with Spiritual Crusade, right? Like, it's legit. He just wanted to lift people up and spread the message of Jesus Christ. Like, what a cool, that's the purpose of this that website. So yeah. I'm grateful to be a part of it and et cetera. I've been a part of it almost two years now. Whoa. And, uh and it's good. And I started just by doing the occasional blog post, and then they convinced me to read my blogs, my blog posts, like as a talk. And I, I didn't mind doing that, but uh, definitely prefer uh, this interaction between yeah with Kevin. Kevin and I are good buddies. We we go uh, fair fairly long ways back. And yeah, we're mutual idiots, so it works a great. Yeah, great. <laughs> we both had a lot less white hair when we were friends back in the day. <laughs> But we were just as big meatheads as we were as we are. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if we've matured mentally, but no, our, physically. Our wives wouldn't say we have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today we're gonna talk about uh, a Thomas S. Monson talk called Finish <clears throat> Haunted. And this is uh this is going back. I I don't know, maybe it's our oldest talk. Nineteen seventy-three. I think so for sure. Gotta be up there anyway. But uh this is one that I've liked. I've listened to it a handful of times over the years. And, and uh, again, as with every other speaker that we've covered, uh, they're just outstanding. And this is Thomas S. Monson early, or like or in the early years of, as yeah. uh, not super early years, but like early years for when they had recordings that I could watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, he basically starts to talk, talking about how he walked past, uh, he was window shopping and he walked past a furniture store and the, there was a sign in the window that said "Finishers Wanted." So basically, they mm. finished their, their furniture, and you know, like it was a, it was like a very simple request for anybody yeah. who happened to be a furniture finisher, I guess. Uh, and that struck a chord with them, and I love that because there are so many times in each of our life that there's something that happens or something we see that we're like, that totally relates to the gospel. And it yeah, does, "Finishers Wanted" was like for furniture. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> if, if you look at it in a different context it totally applies and uh anyway i i used to when i was a kid i used to heckle people for that opinion or thought my aunt uh, 
you know, it was when I was a little kid, we went and watched Lion King. And, you know, my aunt was like, that's totally like our Heavenly Father. I was like, you're a crazy lady. <laughs> it's a Disney show. But yeah, now I'm that crazy old man that's seeing fellows yeah. in life. And <laughs> That's awesome. What a great maturation by you, Todd. I am mature. Yeah. I'm getting better. Yeah, we're get, you're getting there. I, I love too, right? Like that finishers wanted. And obviously this is a, you know, a spiritual basis. But I, as soon as I see that, I'm like, my first question, is it hard to find finishers in life? Like people, and to me, a finisher follows through, right? They're someone you can count on. They follow through. And it's hard to find that sort of person in all aspects, whether it's work, through church, through, you know, volunteer organizations, whether it's your kid's sports group, like it's hard to find people who want to finish. People who will commit and follow through. Yeah. I, uh, at work, we call those, we, we, we have finishers. Yep. And they get all the projects because they will finish them. Yes. And then we have guys who get PMs because they will stick handle their way around any project. That's what we call it. They'll stick handle away from yep. it. Yeah, little Connor McDavid. Uh, oh yeah, and so they they uh, you know they don't like that. Everyone everyone insists that they're a finisher. Uh, yeah, there's different levels, and we're going to mm -hmm. talk about some. Thomas S. Monson brings up a couple here. Boom. Uh, and he says he goes he goes let's jump right to the right to the Holy Bible. It talks about yep. a couple of people who fell short and a couple of people who finished. And he goes those people who fall short, you know, like it's not it, it is a big deal, but it's like they're they're, they're 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 human you know we guys yeah. with their efforts because it's it, this is this life is tough and he goes and then we honor those who do finish and mm -hmm. and i want to talk i want to stress that like you know just because in the bible or in in life we, we might talk about people or see people who might have fallen short uh that doesn't mean that's the end of their story no they they definitely have um lots of room for growth outside of the pur you know, purview of public site and kevin and i were talking just before this and uh, the example we thought it was missions you know mm -hmm. uh like i i went on a mission i served i went to the mtc the longest 10 weeks of my life just about um the, but it was it was good uh but i went to russia and i, went, I think I, I lasted two transfers so i was out of my mission for like four months four and a half months and I came home and, and it was tough. And there was, there's lots of experiences there. Uh, I, I think I wrote, the, wrote about them in a couple of blogs, but um, you know, that was a huge thing for me for, for many, many years that I had fallen short. And now is my patriarchal blessing any less valid because I fell short on my mission? You know, two whole paragraphs about my mission that like I can almost white out, but that's not, that's, we're not getting into that case, but <laughs> uh, where, you know, if my story had ended at that point, you know, there's this guy, people that knew me on my mission, but never knew me after that. I, there's this guy that just went home early, right? Yeah. Where I've come home and I've learned and grown and matured and, mm -hmm. and continue to serve and served in lots of different callings. And, and hopefully we'll continue to, to finish. Yeah. Well, sure. and you know, my mission experiences, uh, I saved up all the money, right? You, I think at the time you had to save up like 10 grand to do a mission of your own money and uh, started filling out the paperwork and then I didn't go. 
So I didn't even get as far as Todd. Yeah. So if you would have looked at 20-year-old Todd and 20-year-old Kevin from a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, what 20-year-old Todd and Kevin should have been doing, uh, they were not. But that doesn't invalidate what we do now. It has nothing to do with what we do now. And that's wonderful, right? That's Jesus Christ's atonement. Yeah. Uh, and we're using this mission example because it doesn't actually bother us in the least. We're, we're past it. But it's important that if you're listening to this talk or listening to us talk about this talk, that you can say, it doesn't matter where you are right now. Because you can be in control of that. You can still be a finisher. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We can <clears throat> anything that happened in the past, we can just control where we are today. Mm -hmm. forward with it and uh that's it that's i love there's the quote and i think i've used this before even that I, i'm grateful that life isn't fair because if life were fair none of us would make it yeah it'd be one man in the celestial kingdom and it'd be jesus christ yeah and him and heavenly father and, and our heavenly mother would be chilling up there just like where's everybody yeah <laughs> just loving it loving the peace and quiet <laughs> look at all the space we have but kind of lonely though anyway we uh yeah. we you know that's the whole point of life is to fail get up dust ourselves off and try again and, yeah and because of the atonement we can do that and uh and but that's what we have to do we have to get up and do it and that's the whole point of this talk is to finish like you know who don't worry about what's happened worry about moving forward yeah the first example he gives of somebody who falls short is is david mm -hmm. now david king david was you know he was a stud now is this david and goliath david talk david and goliath david perfect he was a stud he he mythical almost right the battle yep. that he won uh the stories written about him it, it thomas s monson talks about a song that would set they sung about saul and about david and how saul slew his thousands and david threw his ten thousands if you're the king of Israel and, and you're they're talking about somebody being 10 times better than you, it's going to bug you a bit. But yeah. uh, that's how And David was, he, he built up the kingdom of Israel and he was not constantly at war, but really helped Israel, you know, build up its kingdom to, to its almost its max. And, uh, one of these times that he was, there was, he was supposed to be in battle. He didn't go. He stuck around at home and he got himself into some mischief. And instead of dealing with it, he got himself into more mischief and it became a bigger, bigger problem. And, um, you know, so he, he, he failed to finish. Now, um, I, you know, just talking about that a little bit, and actually we'll talk about these other two examples. And I want to talk about like maybe the root, what might have happened. And, and this it's kind of speculation and kind of more self-examination and things we should be doing mm -hmm. that happening. But yeah. Um, the ne next example was was the young ruler, or the the rich young man. The rich guy, yep. And he came to the Christ and says, um, uh, "What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life?" Mm -hmm. and Christ tells him, "Keep the commandments." He goes, "Well, I've been doing that all my life. Okay, do this. So I've been doing that. And, okay, how about this? And I've been doing that." Basically suggests, "Okay, give up your whole world. Give up your life." Sell everything, give it to the poor, and then come follow me. And and the young man couldn't. Yeah. Uh, he, he couldn't do it. His great possessions were, were too much. And then the third example was uh, 
was Judas Iscariot. We all know his story. Mm-hmm. Um, sold sold the savior for thirty pieces of silver. Yeah, and uh, you know realized pretty quick after the, the mistake he made and commit suicide. And um, and I'm not here to judge any one of these three individuals yeah. because you know life's tough. Life will knock you down and and give you you know give you lots of grief. Um, but the the thoughts I had when I was listening to those was. Um, I want to say focus or a lack of focus. Okay. Forgetting where 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 you should be, you know, as opposed to where where you should what you should be doing where you should be, uh, and maybe a little bit of pride. True. In that in that we feel like we know better than our heavenly Father. You know, if we're commanded that we should be doing this, but we think, nah, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like the rich young ruler, or how many times did the Savior? teach his apostles what they needed to hear and judas decided nah i'm gonna uh you know i liked i don't know which book i read but they they basically spoke of judas like he was trying to force the savior's hand into becoming that that ruler or that uh military giant to help destroy rome and that kind of was could be his sure his men and and yeah okay i buy that but that's still trusting in your own interest as opposed to trusting in the savior or the heavenly father um yeah so uh, when i was reading through these three stories todd is that okay if i jump in you betcha so when i looked at david i'm like uh what did i i'm just gonna look at my note quick uh so david the the phrase pride cometh before the fall just jumps out at me and i've so I've never been amazing like David, but every once in a while I do something really cool and somebody says, Oh, Kevin, you're awesome. And then I'm like, Oh, I am awesome. <laughs> right? Like that's how, that's how we work. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes my head starts going. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine being David, right? This guy who was a little kid comparatively, right? Yeah. Bell Goliath does all this amazing stuff is just awesome and then his thing is i'm entitled i am awesome i deserve what i just want what i want i've worked hard right and i've been there too right i've worked hard i can i should be able to do what i want yeah and obviously uh rather than just admitting and focusing on that daily repentance aspect he just digs a hole deeper and boom whereas the young man seems like very similar to me as well because he's this wealthy guy and he's like i want to be better because that's really what he said right i want to be better christ how can i be better christ lists off some good things and he's like oh i'm already doing that i'm a rock star and then he's like well okay really your only next step is to do this and then in my mind i'm like uh you know what i'm good where i'm at (laughs) and that's the one i probably relate to the most yeah. Because, uh, and again, I think we talked about this before, but we all have our favorite sins. Yes. We don't want to let go in order to get to that next level. Yeah. We just don't. And whether it's our comforts, whether it's security, whether it's, yep. whether it's whatever, uh, yep. insert your favorite sin here. Um, we're just unwilling to let it go to, be, to, to get to that next step and be. That's there. right. And that's what the young, the young, um, I want to call him a ruler, but it's, he wasn't a young ruler, but. That's what his problem was. Yeah. He just didn't want to let that next thing go. And yeah, I think we get that, like, especially growing up when we grew up, I don't know, 
how everyone listened to this, but you know, when I was growing up uh, doing tests and schooling, when if I got a 90, I was pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah, 90, that's all right. But I was never really one to push for that 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pass. It's, you know, it's good. Let's, let's move yeah. up. And, uh, you know, where we should be pushing to be better. And it's not to say we're not enough right now, because we certainly are. But, uh, you know, we have an opportunity to be, to be better, and we should take it. Yeah. It's funny when you talk about tests. So my, I try to be efficient in everything. I also, you know, didn't mind getting good marks. So like, I remember a biology course where my buddy and I had a goal to get the highest mark possible without doing anything outside of class. This is in like grade 11 or 12, right? So we, I ended up getting 92% in this class. <clears throat> I worked my butt off during class so that I didn't have to do anything outside of it. Yeah. But I would not have said, you know, put in an extra three hours and get a hundred. No, no, that's not efficient. <laughs> so I completely, funny that I'm a college instructor now, but uh, I completely understand that, right? That uh, that's not worth it right now. Yeah. And of course, we're not saying get 100% on exam. We're just using it as an example because it's, it's yeah. there's basically the difference is you know, pushing yourself, right? Yes. There's there's what comes easy and is efficient. Yep. And then there's that little bit of perspiration. We'll get into that a little bit later. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's true. You don't want to be uh, burning up you know, extra no. effort for an extra couple percent. But yeah. that's where the growth comes. Yep. Right. But pushing yourself. Yep. Uh, where is it? I think. Any thoughts on Judas? Well, Judas is one of these hard characters to understand, right? Because we don't have real context for Judas at all. We know he was an apostle, so he must have been a pretty decent guy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, it looks like he sort of had a change in desire of his heart. Like, okay, yeah, I'm following Christ, I'm following Christ. And you sort of made mention, maybe Christ isn't what I thought he was. Right? And I, I say, hey, that would make sense. You know, I signed up. I'm following this guy. He's doing all this cool stuff. Maybe he's not as cool as I thought he was because he made this decision. And I'm kind of like, what? Yeah. Uh, maybe he, you know, and so that's to me what that looks like. Judas sort of has this change in the desires of his heart, what's important to him. And sometimes we get caught up in really cool change, which we're going to talk about late, later, right? We do start doing things for the better. And all of a sudden we hit this wall and we're like, actually, this isn't me. I'm going to go back to old me. Yeah. And we do that. We see this in the church all the time too. Oh yeah. That there's some change in a program. And yep. there's a lot of, like a lot of reluctance, even during COVID we have seen, you know, we, this, the swing to zoom meetings, uh, yep. a zoom meeting. Uh, and there's a major reluctance to, to embrace zoom meetings they if people can't come to the church in person they don't want to yeah have a zoom meeting at all like it's yeah that's same thing with any changes of programs people didn't i know people who didn't like the change from home teaching to ministering and i'm like are you kidding this is way easier yeah <laughs> way more efficient <laughs> we we care for the people we give them the attention they need yeah having to having to get in the house and share a lesson and a prayer yeah 
Yeah. Because that's that's pretty disingenuous if the only reason you're going to their house is to share a message and get a prayer and then... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, through the church's program of ministering where we look after families and just, you know, check up on them. Hey, are you doing okay? Do you need help with something? Yeah. Uh, you just want to talk. For sure. I love just messaging my families. Like, that's... Oh, yeah. That's what I do. One of, their, one of the families I had, uh, I went before I was bishop, we would, I would play like cell phone games. I don't even know what they're called, but I would play games on cell phone, on the cell phone with them. And, you know, I would, we played Battleship or something. Oh, awesome. Send it to them. They, they, they fire. Anyway, yeah. it was with all three of their kids. And that's a way that and I still play with them. Like yeah. a, year, a year after I've, I've been bishop, but I still play these Battleship. Yeah. My wife would be like, oh yeah, what are you doing? I, you know, oh, I'm, you know, playing these guys. Battleship and cup pong and I don't know all these weird and awesome okay weirdo yeah (laughs) and and it's it's good and it ministers and it helps them and I I don't mind it takes seconds out of my day but uh, yeah you know little things like that make a huge difference so I'm happy to do it yeah awesome uh is that it for those who uh I think so so then he lists three that are you know that we're finishers. The first is Job. And yeah, you have to really dig into Job too much to to recognize how he finished. Because yep. man, if there's an exercise in futility, I think Job won that award. Yeah. The basically he was tested and tried and challenged in every way imaginable, and he refused to uh, give up his testimony. He refused to turn on God. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, it didn't matter what, where he was in life. He still yep. recognized that, that who the Savior was and and what God, who God was and, and insisted he was going to be found doing the right things. Yeah. He was, well, a, he was a finisher. Well, and his story is so... It's almost harder to fathom Job than Christ. Now, I'm not saying that it is, yeah. right? But Christ is the only begotten, right? Son of God, um, literal son of God, Yeah. you know, godly. Whereas Job, he just, he's just a regular one of us. Well, I'm, <laughs> I read a big, long article about it one day. A guy did a research paper, and he said the book of Job matches very neatly uh, a storytelling of the time, matching this area and this and that. And he says, I have no doubts that Job was a real person. And he goes, but the way the book of Job was written, how how Satan and the and God were communicating and making bets on Job. Um, he goes, I, I have no doubt. And I, I the the author was saying because I I feel like this was just it was part of like a storyteller, like really yeah telling the story yeah and ramping it up and eventually and eventually it all got written down the way the storyteller was yeah, yeah. and that's become the book of Job. He goes, but I have no doubt that Job lived. Yeah, and he was challenged and had lots of troubles, and and he never gave up his position. But because, uh, yeah, because we're especially in today's society, we've got like a cancel culture society, right? But like, if something bad happens to me, oh, I'm down with that. <laughs> one chance, right? Like, isn't that so? One bad thing happens to Job, and we'd be like, I'm done with God. Yeah, <laughs> enough bad things in a row, and you just want to check out and be like, I don't want to see anybody. Yeah. 
but you know, and that's I think that's more indicative of our of our current culture and you know <laughs> why we have to yeah. stay home for Christmas and we are we're mad at everybody. Yeah. But uh yeah, you know, it's it, Job is I have a couple people in my life who who have had a uh, a bum deal. They've had a, a rough go and they they say they relate to Job probably more than anybody. Where I huh. would always say I relate to Jonah because I he ran away from his mission. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then I repented and, and now I'm a bishop and I got I'm trying to make up for lost time. But <laughs> what was the inside of the whale like? <laughs> it was it was sticky. <laughs> My whale was different. It was a different yeah. kind of whale. It still wasn't pleasant, but the blue candy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, next was Paul. His example was Paul. Now yeah. again, if Paul's story ended when he was Saul, oh yeah, he would have went down as one of the major villains in Scripture. Yeah. You know, but the fact that he repented and the fact that he he, you know, fought his way through. He he was such a great missionary. He yeah. So many people. I like this line. He goes, though disappointment, heartache, and trial were to beset him, which it will all of us, and it did Job. Uh, yet Paul, as the at the conclusion of his ministry, could say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Like Job, Paul was a finisher. Yeah. And I like that. And, uh, you know, that's something I hope that we can all say in our life. And the other one that I thought of was in DNC, it was, like well done, well well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah, yeah. Like if there's nothing else that's said to me, yeah. <laughs> after the, if they say that to me, I think I'll just be like, good, I'm good. Don't say anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't give me a gold sticker. Well, good, uh, well done, my good and sa- faithful servant. But no, 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 no buts. No, no. <laughs> <We're done. laughs> well, then, you know, Paul is such an interesting, you know, example as well because he was the complete transformation. Yeah, And usually, like we talked about before, when you have this big transformation, obviously we know how it happened, right? But when you have a big transformation, you change your lifestyle, it's really easy if something bad happens to go back. Oh, yeah. Or to say, "Eh, this isn't me. I'm done. And we see it, you know, in all facets of life. Sometimes it's a career change. Sometimes it's food. Sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes it's relationship oh, this is great, and all of a sudden, oh, something's a little bit hard, I think I'm done. And Paul just like, you know what? I know this is what it is, so I'm going to finish. Well, Saul, it very neatly relates to the, the rich young man. Yes. He had a good spot. He was in a good position. Yeah. A great job. He had freedom to do whatever. Everybody yeah. listened to him. The Romans listened to him. The Jews listened to him. Like, yeah. Great spot. He gave it all up. To be chased around, you know, the 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 New Testament lands and prison yeah. he went, yeah, and uh, you know, giving up that kind of security, and that's what I really appreciate because I like my job, I like the, mm-hmm. the benefits I get from my job and what it pays for, and I'd have a tough time giving up my security to 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 to, to do anything. <laughs> well, let alone to go do something that got hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to struggle. Like, yeah. Uh, I listened to Ski- Steve Scott a couple weeks ago. 
Uh, I don't know if you remember Steve Scott. Uh, well, a year ago, a year and a half ago, he was at a, a youth conference. Um, I think it was the 14 plus conference. Anyway, okay. went and just did a, he was the, the afternoon speaker. Okay. And it was, it was good. Uh, he was really good. And so I started following him on, on YouTube and kind of checking into his come follow me lessons. And, uh, he does a great job. He was a seminary teacher for years. Uh, him and his wife teach now and, and uh, on YouTube. And he was sharing a story about how, how everything fell into place perfectly for him as a seminary teacher. And then uh, several different bits of inspiration that he received. And, and he followed them and they always worked out, even though they were hard. And then the last bit of inspiration he received that he shared, he, he, uh, it was that he was supposed to quit, like teaching seminary. And he's like, quit to do what? And there was like, and radio silence. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, what the, and, but him, but he got it just as strong as all the other previous and, and to his credit, he listened. Yeah. And he's, he's doing, he's selling, I don't know what he's selling now, but uh, it's given him flexibility to be at home with his ki wife and his kids. And they, he goes, they've had experiences that where it's been a blessing that he's been home. And, and since he's also just to get back to teaching, started teaching, come follow me online. And that's kind of, he has speaking engagements around and, you know, he could become a John by the way, for all we know, Gotcha. because he has the time now that he's not, he's not teaching. Yep. Right? But, um, to give up that security, that's, I was listening to him and I was like, are you nuts? What are you doing? <laughs> what about dental? <laughs> what are you doing? No. Uh, he's got a handful of kids. I have four kids that I'm stressed out about, you know, yeah. the, maintaining the security I have for them. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Well, and that's, you know, we can pretend that we're, uh, so we try to do our best and we can pretend that we're awesome. And it's important not to judge, right? Because given the same opportunity as like the rich guy, the rich young man, I'd probably be closer to saying, okay, I'm good where I'm at. Yeah. I could completely understand that. Is it is there an in between? Can I keep kind of keep what I'm doing? Yeah. <laughs> Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I would yeah I would I'd be totally trying to justify whatever position I could to maintain whatever. But exactly the point of finishing is doing right. Yeah. But and not worrying about it, just being obedient. Uh, the next example is the Savior Himself. Now, again, he, you don't have to search very far to, to, to find probably the most challenging, challenged person. Uh, you know, Satan tempted him. People tempted him. There was trials and challenges on every side. He was dealing with, you know, I don't want to say children, but like his apostles and, and people following him around didn't understand what he was, what he was trying to yep. do. And, uh, and I don't want to say they were children, but I'm a child as well. So it's where, you know, short sighted. How about that? My, they were being myopic. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, frustrating. I love Jeff, uh, Jeffrey R. Holland's quote about, you know, it's frustrating dealing with people who fall short all the time. Eh? Yeah. Word really struggles with that. And, but yeah. Could you imagine? So like Christ persona right like this awesome person who's so up here with everything he says that most people don't understand you how hard that would be to interact and then as you're like okay i'm going to do this for you guys and you're like 
you guys are ridiculous, right? Like, and that's not necessarily how he felt, but that's how I would feel. Like, are you, for real? That's what you took from this? <laughs> Paul, what do you, like? Yeah. Attention, I'll say it again. Yeah. <laughs> Serve and love and be good. Yeah. Well, that's one of my silly favorite uh, memes that I see is, you know, a quote from Christ about love all men. And then people are like, uh, what about these people, right? Like these people that we usually associate as bad. I'm just like, did I stutter? <laughs> Said all. Oh, yeah. Love your neighbor <laughs> as I've loved you. <laughs> but I can really justify not listening in this perfect perfect example because it's convenient for me. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, again, I'm going to come back to The Chosen. And I think it was the very last episode of season one where he goes, uh, if you're going to question me on every little thing you're not used to doing, this is going to be a very frustrating time for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's such a great show. And they're shooting season two right now. Yeah. In, uh, in I can't remember the name of the town, but it's down in Utah. It's basically the Jerusalem set that the church built. Yeah. So they let them. They let them use that whole set, which is cool. Uh, they're doing a they're doing a Christmas special down there from the, that set. I saw that. And uh, they are. I I just heard that he listened to a piano guy's show or uh, watched it on YouTube and saw that they filmed at this set. And he's like, he had tracked them down to ask them where this set was. Yeah. And that's kind of how he found out about this set existing. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a neat thing, but it's also kind of neat. So that we're off on this tangent, but uh, the piano guys are members of our church, right? Church yeah. Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. Uh, the chosen has nothing to do with our church, no. right? Like it's complete. So it's just really cool that uh, you know this different religions, different beliefs of Christ, and how everybody can say, "Hey, you've got good." They recognize. Like, they recognize good, right? That's yeah. Or, you know, and I, and I think that's going to become increasingly more important uh, yeah. with the more chaos that we see in the world that we just band together. It doesn't matter yeah. the minutia of differences of the of our of our religions. Mm -hmm. uh, the important part is we all believe in Christ, and we're all trying to do the right things. And we can we can respect yeah. each other's differences, but still, you know, appreciate our similarities. And the similarities are all far greater. Oh, for sure. Well, in most religions, they have a similar principle that they're based on, and then they interpret that religion, that principle, right? So, like a principle of just being a better person. <laughs> That's most religions. most religions. They just have different ways to do that. Trying to improve, trying to be better. Yeah. That's basically what being a finisher is. Just yeah. Better to the end. Yeah. Right. Not cutting it short. Uh, I, just to tie off. Uh, Jesus Christ, as an example, I, I love yeah. that section, and I'm probably going to make it into a meme, so look for it here on Instagram. It's probably will be out before you even hear this. Uh, but he, when he's on the cross, uh, he says, To his father he prayed, The hour has come, I have glorified thee on, on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. Mortality ended, immortality began. Uh, and, of course, the first two were, were scriptures, First, yeah. for, for John 17 and Luke 23 kind of put together and, yeah. and the last part was Thomas S. Monson 
And I love that. Mortality ended, immortality began. Now, that's where I talked about myopic or being short-sighted. We get so focused on life. Yep. So focused on life and the injustices in the world and this is the problem, that's the problem. You mm-hmm. gotta focus, fix all the problems on the earth. But, you know, this is just a, a, a part. It's a stepping stone in our in our eternal existence. Yeah. And uh, well, immortality is out there. And it's going to begin, you know, soon enough. Far sooner than most of us realize this whole life's going to, going to fly by. Yeah. Um, you know, don't get so hung up on <clears throat> the minutia of life. Well, and it's such an interesting story, right? Because we've talked about what a finisher is, kind of. Yeah. But really, it's, you know, what is our goal in life? It's to go back home, right? To be able to live with God again, right? That's sort of the end goal. And I think Satan's so powerful because he convinces us that that's not our goal. He convinces us that whether we should or shouldn't wear a mask is our goal, or whether we're inconvenienced at Christmas time is our goal. And now, I, it doesn't matter to me what side of the fence you are on, it doesn't matter. But if we are convinced that that is our goal, that takes up all our energy, takes up all our thought process, it takes up, and we hit a wall, and we stop finishing. And, you know, I do that too. Sometimes I'm convinced that hockey is the most important thing in my life, whether (laughs) how the Vancouver Canucks are doing or not, right? Like, we all have these things. And we're in this society and world right now that's in this upheaval, And it's really easy to get convinced that our goal is not to finish. Yeah, our goal is, and and we do it to ourselves because eternity is like this huge, distant, vague. Yep. If if we set a goal of like, well, I'd like to go on, go to Mexico uh, in the spring of 2022. Yep. We'll be able to travel again. Uh, Yep. This will be our goal. And then we go and it's great and it's fun. But then we set a new goal to travel somewhere else or buy this or fix yep. a bathroom or yep. and it's all just short-term goals that keep us busy. Yep. But don't end up result resulting in us really doing anything of huge value. That's right. We've talked about this in previous talk um, talking classic talks, but uh, where we need to focus on the right things and yep. and the most important things. Now um, you know, our family and our, and our position before God and things we could be doing better. You know, we can still go to Mexico. We can still finish the bathroom. Oh, for sure. But those should be secondary priorities to our yeah. primary priorities, right? Yeah. I like this. He ties this off very neatly that doesn't matter when you lived, how old you are. Uh, times change. Circumstances vary. But the true marks of a finisher remain. Note them well, for they are vital to our success. I don't care if you can apply them to anybody who lived in the Old Testament. You can apply them to apply them to you know colonizers, the colonial times, or whoever, wherever. Um, but you know, if you're a finisher, you probably have these these steps or these things. Um, one was the mark of vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically. You're setting goals and you're and you're working to achieve them. Uh, he has one line in here. I didn't mark it, but um, this kind of talks about like the small small decisions in our life that help us to get to where we're going. Yeah, it's not it's fine to 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 enjoy a hockey game or pay attention to hockey, but if you're sitting on on your computer and reading six hours of 
you know, whether or not this seventh round pick is going to make the AHL club and all the difference he's going to make, yep. you know, like you should have probably be working in the hockey if that yeah. helps you that much. Yeah. Um, you know, spending 15 minutes a day catching up on scores or the latest stories or the latest meet yep. was out there that made a bonehead play or something like I enjoy a, a good, um, you know, hockey blooper as much as the next guy, but, um, yeah. you know, I watched a football one today. There was one yeah. where they must've done 47 laterals, then fumbled it and then dropped the ball somehow and recovered it. The other team thought that the game was over. So rushed the field. There's like the whole team was on the field and the, the ref still hadn't pulled the play. So like the flags were all flying all over the place and the team managed to get to the other end of the field and won the game. <laughs> you know, like that, I haven't seen that since that, that one in the eighties or early nineties with the band coming on the field. Oh yeah. That's hilarious. That one. Oh man. You know, anyway, yeah, that was a major tangent. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but so that's brings up a good thing though, right? Cause we, we say hockey because we both enjoy hockey to an extent, right? But, you know, that could be anything. So if you are focusing on something uh, where you're having trouble sleeping at night because you're so stressed out or worried about something or you're having trouble having meaningful relationships with others or meaningful discussions that aren't, you know, pushing some agenda or conspiracy theory or non-conspiracy theory or whatever that looks like, well, you're missing that vision. And you can gain it. Yeah, it's it's and that's why it's so important to slow down and yeah, regain our focus or regain figure realize what our, our priorities are in life and get it. Yeah. Or he says, you know, the, the, the mark of the or the the mark of vision and just setting a course and and yep. it and, and getting there. Uh, number two was the mark of effort. Uh, he, vision without effort is daydreaming. Effort without vision is drudgery, but vision yeah. coupled with effort will, will obtain the prize. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure we all have examples in our life of somebody who uh, just goes and does it and gets it yeah. done. Like, how do you, but they put the time in, they put the effort in, they don't get distracted. They just yep. I'm doing the right things and putting the energy into it. And, you know, they're the examples. They're the people we need to emulate. Yeah. And, and try to be. And, you know, we don't have to be them. We don't have to be perfect. And we don't have to just do little things in our life that allow, allow us to be better. Yeah. Uh, next one was the mark of faith. Uh, and this brings us back to focus. And yeah. back to, you know, King, King David, is it more important that we kill uh, Bathsheba's husband so I can hide this whole thing? Yeah. Or is it more important for me to make it right before the Lord? Yeah. Knowing that if I make it right before the Lord, I'll probably won't be king anymore and I'll be given up, you know, a young ruler or a young, young rich man. Do I yeah. Stop and follow the Savior or do I just trust myself? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, we need to have that faith in, in our in our Heavenly Father that knows that you know what? He's up there looking down. He's he's knows what's going on. Yeah. He's got he's got the good idea of uh, of where he needs us to be. Yeah. But. Well, and, you know, 
faith is just right important if we're going to be spiritual at all we've got to have faith in something to go for right like we have to have faith in something or else you're not going to have action or anything yeah so and you know i think uh i think there's a very real danger i've, I've had lots of conversations about this with with, with different people, but there's a very real danger in the church, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Many have been born into the gospel. Many yeah. were raised. It's a cultural thing that yeah. about uh, being converted to the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and doing and doing the right things and being better and um, really focusing on that personal conversion. And, yes. And w at, where you go to church because that's what's expected because your family's gone to church and your fat your you know, if you don't go, you'll disappoint mom and dad and grandpa and grandma. And yeah. This is where rubber hits the road. Why do we do the things we do? Do we do them because, you know, it's convenient? Do we do them because, you know, to be seen doing them? Or we, do we do them because we legitimately want to be better and we want to, you know, be found doing the right things and cho be choosing the right things? Yeah, and, you know, having that faith and you know gaining that faith and expanding that faith is so <clears throat> important to me to have fulfillment in life or joy in life because you can do the exact same motion the exact same things as someone else and not get anywhere near the benefits if you don't have your heart in it for the right reasons right like it's the classic uh we used to do uh back in the day <laughs> back in the day a few years ago We'd pick like a family to do some sort of 12 days of Christmas to or drop off goodies for. And it wasn't because this, it was just to show some family love, right? Uh, not that we were better than anyone else. And so sometimes you'd go and you're like, I'm busy tonight. We got this, we got this. The kids have a Christmas concert and you don't have the right heart to it. Yeah. And it's a completely different feeling than when you're like, I'm really just trying to help someone feel loved. Like it's a completely different experience same motions you do the exact same thing completely different experience though and that's i think you just illustrated the difference between home teaching and ministering <laughs> yeah yeah and like trying to make be, be a difference maker and help somebody to yeah. feel loved what regardless of how you do it yeah. um i i had a thought and then i lost it immediately uh it was probably amazing it was about faith right well, that's what we were talking about yeah You've got a great smolder. No, I lost it. Uh, okay. Moving on. <laughs> think of it way later, and then we'll tangent back to it. It's okay. Perfect. We always do that. <laughs> the mark of virtue. Uh, let virtue garnish our thoughts unceasingly. This counsel from the Lord will provide staying power in the race we run. Uh, to me, that ties 100,000 billion percent, which isn't a real number, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, back to uh, faith and yep. you know keeping focus. Yeah, because as soon as we start getting distracted and and uh, compromising our integrity, yeah, that that our faith crumbles. Our you know David, his 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 virtue was lost. Yeah, uh, which compromised his position one hundred percent. Right. Yeah, and then. It, you know, if, if he didn't compromise his virtue, yes, he wasn't in the right place. He wasn't out of battle with his with his armies, was where he, he should have been. Uh, yeah. 
but it all snowballed from there. Like That's right. From him not being in the right place. But if you are not in the right place once, you know, maybe nothing happens. But, it, you know, you're, you're idle long enough, you're going to get into some sort of mischief. That's right. And it's going to cause some sort of problem. So, yeah. Again, maintain our focus, keep doing the right things. And if you do mess up or if we do mess up, yeah. is it more important for us to make ourselves right before the Lord or hide it? And uh, I had a, a missionary um, that, that came to me and, and had some issues and was very concerned about getting sent home. And, and I had, I, had uh, I laid it out there and said, that, yes, this might happen. You might get sent home. But the most important thing for you to do is to be, to be making the correct steps. Nobody is going to think, or, nobody important. <laughs> Nobody that matters yeah. will think less of you for trying to better yourself. Yeah. It gets you sent home from your mission. You're doing the right things. And they didn't. And it all kind of worked out. But as far as I'm aware. Um, but, but it was just a little piece, right? Uh, five was the mark of courage. There's only one more after this. But the mark of courage is, I like uh, this Four, four words in this whole section. The determination, or five words, the determination to live decently. Yeah. Right? Push forward. Be better. But not even amazing. Just decent. Yeah. Just right? Yeah. You don't have to be Superman. No. Which, by the way, I bought a new suit. Uh, and it's a custom suit. My first custom suit I've ever got. But if you look on the inside, it's got Toronto Maple Leaf inside. It's all tacky and gaudy and awful but it does say custom suit built for and i have to put superman in it <laughs> and uh, i'm only going to tell that story because i got a hold of my wife's cell phone like five years ago and i went to the autocorrect function and i autocorrected todd the superman and <laughs> <laughs> she would write todd or text todd it would autocorrect to superman and you know sometimes you're in a hurry and you don't catch it so it's this message out oh i'll have superman do it were together in the suit store so when i said superman she just like rolled her eyes and thought i was oh man love it the fun fun little inside joke that i just shared with the world love it the uh yeah you don't have to be superman you don't have to be you just got to be yourself and you got to be willing to uh have a determination to live decently and and do have it live with integrity and do what's asked of you and and just do it. Last yeah. Mark of uh, a finisher is the mark of prayer. And uh, I appreciated this one because this is where the, the Savior also really helps us. Because when we lean on our Heavenly Father and uh, we ask for help, you know, the Holy Ghost will help us. And the Savior is uniquely qualified to to understand where we're coming from because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Uh, it, it, he, it allows the Holy Ghost to give us exactly the comfort we need to help us to be better and to, and to move forward and, and the feel of his peace. Yeah. And well, and just to summarize, right? So uh, Thomas S. Monson says there's six things that finishers have. Uh, the first one was vision. The second one was effort. The third one was faith. 
virtue, courage, and prayer. And so if you're someone who I am sometimes not a finisher, and you're like, I would like to be a finisher, pick one of these and try it out. Yeah. Just one. Just so first one vision, have a long-term goal, have a short-term goal, just have some sort of goal, right? Just boom, then put a little bit of effort into it. Have faith that if you put effort in and you uh, try that it will happen, uh, you know, add in having this virtuous heart, this courage to actually do it uh, and prayer, right? Like it's just try something. You can be a finisher, is what I'm trying to say. And I think most of us are there, or almost there. Yeah. Just have to commit and, and do that little extra. To me, mm-hmm. prayer really is like, I'm almost there, but hey, Heavenly Father, would you help me get there? Yeah. You know, I, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Help me to be Yeah. There. Get Get that little extra step. Yeah. And again, just be found doing the right things and, and be mm-hmm. a little bit better every day. Yeah. That's, that makes all the difference in the world, our effort level, or are we coasting? Are we, you know, floaters in life? Do we want to be a floater in our own life? Do we want to be a, a, a side character in our own movie? Yeah. <laughs> let someone else be the hero or the villain or the victim. No, let's, let's, let's st- stand up. You know, and, and press forward and, and, and be our best version of ourselves. That's all our, all God wants for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and we can do it. And we can be a finisher. And uh, Yeah. Anyway, uh, he tells a couple other stories. We're going to skip over those. But if you want to listen to him, you know, finish yeah. with Thomas S. Monson on YouTube. It's about 18 minutes. It's a good talk. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it. I'm sure we're going to cover Thomas S. Monson again because uh, he is – Really good talks out there, but uh, you know it's hard hard to cover all the best talks when there's we only do this once a month, and then <laughs> talks every six months. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I had done a uh, Sunday school lesson for Come Follow Me for our ward recently, and in it, it was just before like the world was coming out, right? So just a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think it was last week in November, and. I wanted to, you know, emphasize the point that we should follow the prophet because he sent out an email to all members of our church, do like the world, which is a lovely way of doing little things to show people kindness. I think today's was buy something from a local shop. So I took the kids, we bought something for my wife from a local shop for Christmas. Pretty simple, right? Uh, So to do this, I'm like, well, I'm going to find a couple of President Nelson's talks. Uh, being our prophet, since he's been our prophet. That's it. (laughs) Well, I picked three, and I think there were at least 13 in the last two years, right? Like just, you can't even keep up. We couldn't even do our current prophet (laughs) because he speaks so much. (laughs) He does. There's a lot of amazing talk. And that's just talking about general conference and not, not, you know, like like there are so many, you know, we're we're definitely losing ground here, but... um, (laughs) That's what eternity's for, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, anyway, I appreciated Kevin this time being able to talk talk with you. Uh, you know, Kevin and I aren't professionals; we're just a couple of meatheads from Canada that like to talk about the gospel and uh, mutual interests. And uh, you know, 
we we benefit from from having these discussions ourselves if you benefit from them then we're happy we're grateful um uh, let us know let us know if there's anything you want to hear or anything that yeah uh any opinion opinions you have even if it's that the canucks are terrible i should know where they belong we're so professional uh you may have noticed that my light's been dying all night <laughs> so <laughs> going brighter darker brighter darker i don't know if it was something i was saying it's like this is stupid no. <laughs> your kid was holding the lighting thing behind the camera and she kept like yeah <laughs> makeup yeah no it's good uh all right um so yeah if you have any thoughts share share a comment or come check us out on spiritual crusade uh merry christmas to everybody if if this mm -hmm. comes before christmas if not i hope you had a happy christmas and yeah. And you have a great new year. And I hope Please not be dead. Eventful and fun and, uh, and Christ-filled. Uh, I love you, Kev. I'm grateful for you. Love you too, buddy. Christmas to you and yours. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you guys. All right.